1: Which defensive player is trending up for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team on. every locked day.
0: Locked On. Locked, locked on. on. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. We are answering your Twitter questions today, and let's jump right into it. The first one from Payson, he wants to say, what players are trending up to potentially be big contributors, difference makers for the playoff push, sort of like Deron Bland from last year?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a great question. I mean, honestly, like a lot of the Cowboys' kind of roster building philosophy is built on the idea that you get these kind of ring of players that that start to really show up at the second half of the season as they start to get more and more experience. Uh, and I think, you know, we've got a couple names that we could probably kick around here. But I think the first one I'd like to start at is a name that we've kind of thrown around a little bit and lots of people have been talking about online as well. Uh, and that's Tyler Smith. I, I think, you know, we had an incredible game last week against the Rams. Uh, and and part of the highlight of that was getting to watch someone like Tyler Smith work uh, against against someone like Aaron Donald. Now, obviously, we're kind of used to at this point seeing Zach Martin and 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 Aaron Donald go against each other. That's appointment viewing. Absolutely. Uh, but it, Tyler Smith is 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 in the conversation now with the way he's been playing. And, and some of the reps that he had against Donald were absolutely incredible. And I think mm-hmm. you talk about what specifically is going to happen this week against the Eagles and against that uh, stout interior defensive line. Uh, you're going to need a guy like Tyler Smith to kind of continue his play, ascending play, uh, you know, making his way towards uh, Brandon Thorne, who's one of the most best offensive line evaluators I, I think there is out there. Uh, you know, put him as the second team uh, All-Pro. And, and I, Andrew Whitworth put him as his first team All-Pro so far this season at left guard. And I think, you know, we need more of that kind of ascension based on who we're going to be playing the rest of the year, but also uh, just to kind of see him in his second year take on that that guard role uh, after playing tackle last year and really just kind of running with it in a way that, that's going to lead to an All-Pro, hopefully. At the end. I, I, I saw somebody quote tweet
1: the the and Thorn cut-up of Tyler Smith uh, and that was uh, our own Michael Parson said, he's the best guard in football. Yeah. I mean, you can make a really good
0: argument that he might be according to pro football focus. I think he's like uh, number two right now. Uh, I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Whitworth actually on that podcast, you know, compared his skill set and his athletic athletic ability to Trent Williams. I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty high praise coming team. from another, another left tackle, right? Like, cause you call somebody Trent Williams-esque. And I, and I think you see it, right? He has unnatural power. Uh, it's, it's very natural to him, but it's, it's yeah. abnormal. Uh, and, and he has uh, you know all the athleticism. He can move really well. It's always been about technique for him. And, and what I think has really been surprising, even starting last year, was just how quickly he was able to get his technique yeah. from kind of rough to actually pretty decent and, and unlock a lot of that power. Uh, I'm going to mention a name,
1: Deron Bland. Is that fair? (laughs) I mean, Deron Bland just continues to get better and better. And we're talking about like guys that could be even better, like in the second half of the the season. Why not Deron Bland? I mean, he's basically has a year of experience now, like 16 total games or whatever, starting to not only make the interceptions, which we, we know he can do, but I'm telling you that the play that he made in the red zone on Cooper Cup, there was two Two blockers in front of him. He slipped both blocks, made the tackle on Cooper Cup, got the the Cowboys off the field. I mean, there's a chance that he's just so clearly their best secondary player by the end of November. And he's the reason why the Cowboys are able to beat the Eagles. Like I'm I'm not saying he's going to shut down A.J. Brown, but what if he has you know, what if he limits Devonte Smith to 35 yards and has another interception or a couple key pass breakups? Why couldn't it just be Deron Bland again?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, we're just getting more and more exposure here and, and he's continued to grow as the years, as the weeks have gone on. Um, I think that he took a jump between last year and this year in his consistency. And I think as he's getting more and more exposure to the outside, I think his uh, consistency out there has gotten better and better. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there certainly is any reason. I mean, his arrow has been pointing up. So I guess that's why we didn't necessarily mention him. But there isn't any yeah. reason he can't go even higher from where he is now uh, by the end of the year. So uh, obviously, he's a player that arrow is pointed in that direction. So I, I mean, we don't really know where his ceiling is at this point. But obviously, he's trending towards it. I'll give you one more. Uh, Jake Ferguson. Now, Ferguson. Yeah, I was just going to niche at him. That's such a great thing.
1: Ferguson doesn't have a game this year of over Mm -hmm. 50 receiving yards. His use has has been kind of spotty. I think he only has like four catches over the last three games. But you're starting to see the trust from Dak Prescott. The the touchdown throw, I mean, he was covered the whole way. He was Mm -hmm. did. and Dak trusted him to make the catch, and he did. I just wouldn't be surprised if we get to like Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, He's the guy every week that's getting the second most targets in the offense behind CeeDee Lamb. It's seven or eight catches a game for 65 yards. He's the primary red zone option. I think it's coming.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and I, and I hope it is. And, I, and we've been, I've been asking for it for a little while, and I think we got a little bit more of it last week. Uh, I, you know, I think ultimately if he can continue to raise his floor to where it was previously, he can be Schultz with yak ability. Right. Like that ability to kind of be that red zone reliable weapon that gets you the kind of targets targeting you expect most Dallas tight ends to be able to get, but the plus added bonus of being able to break tackles and and, and turn a six yard gain into a twelve yard gain, you know? Uh so I agree. I, I think they'll start to feed him more. Uh, he'll continue to get better. I think he started out a little bit spotty. They fed him at a rate that they want that I that I you know, was happy with early and it had kind of mixed results. The tight ends in general kind of had mixed yeah, results. They struggled. They, they've they evened it out a lot now, I, I think across the board. And I think, you know, they need to kind of reestablish the tight end in the offense. Uh, and we're going to see positive results with Jake Ferguson being the primary target of those
1: numbers. Last one, before we move on, I really like what I saw from Rico Dowdle as a pass blocker last week against the Rams. I mean, he had multiple plays where he had uh, some just stunned the linebackers right in the hole. I just wonder going forward as we get into you know some of the, the we're gonna have some bad weather games coming up. Maybe he just starts to get more and more work. I I think he's looked awesome this year. I really do.
0: I really do too. I, I mean, I you know I kind of jokingly made a a, a a suggestion that the Cowboys should trade for Ezekiel Elliott when they when it came available, but honestly, like there isn't room at the end at the, the spot because because no, was just if- better. Yeah, and, and, and if anything, you want to give Dowdle increased reps. I mean, not not to take away from where Pollard is at this point, uh, but I think it, it makes sense if you want to keep a, a guy who's coming off of a big injury fresh by the end of the year you're going to want to give Dowdle more touches. Uh, and I think that he's you know, shown you that there are even times when he's maybe a better choice you know, schematically for what they're sure. trying to do just because of the, his running style. So, uh, yeah, he has been nothing but, but, but a positive player at this point. So uh, continuing to feed him the ball a little bit and giving Pollard some rest, uh, I don't think you're going to see a huge downside. In fact, I think mixing it up might be good for your run game overall. I think the Cowboys play like five games in November
1: this year. I mean, it's a pretty brutal stretch. Tony Pollard already has a lot of work. You know, they've given him a ton of carries yeah. and touches this year. I think leaning into Dowdle a little bit more, not giving him a ton of touches, but you know, maybe nine to eleven touches, letting him do some more work as a pass blocker, that could really help this Cowboys offense as we get on, you know, to the second half of the season. Lynn, I want to talk about the trade deadline because. The Cowboys didn't do anything. Absolutely (laughs) nothing. Was that a smart move? We will discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit, Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Carolina Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard who got the lead duties in Week 8 against the Texans despite Miles Sanders being available. Although Hubbard struggled to get going in that matchup, he should find some more running room back at home against the Colts uh, with against that front that's breaking down a little bit. The Panthers' power running back should yield better results. But Hubbard can also have a big impact in the passing game to deliver as an all-around fantasy sleeper. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time Every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not your hard-earned cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts to Nietzsche-Batisse, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineup, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Landon, let's get back to the questions. This one from Mark. He wants to know, did the Cowboys stand pat at the trade deadline because they feel like their roster isn't good enough to win at all and they don't want to give up future assets? Or was there just not a trade out there that was worth entertaining?
0: Yeah, it's both. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think we kind of get into this this, this uh, you know thought process that trades happen or don't happen because the Cowboys want them or don't want them to happen. And ultimately, that's not how trades work. Like Ultimately, trades work when two sides agree to to trade assets and things happen. I I think there's this misconception that because no trades got executed, that the Cowboys didn't make any phone calls. And I think part of that misconception is just people listening to Jerry Jones. I know that's not true. The yeah, Cowboys absolutely made and received phone calls yesterday. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and and to think that anything other than that happened for any one of the 32 other teams, if only to just deny trade offers, like I think is ridiculous. and, and look. so the Cowboys didn't execute any of these trades, but I, I think it's because they didn't, you know think that any of these things will fit. I think if you could look at the guy the players who did get traded, I don't know that they were necessarily fits for what the Cowboys were doing, especially at some of the prices that were going around. Uh, I will say just having said that I would have done the chase young trade for a third round pick.
1: There's no way Washington was ever trading chase young to Dallas for a third round pick. They they just weren't.
0: Yeah. And, and, and honestly, even then, like, you know, you've got a lot of, of, of mouths there already. It's like, I would um, have done it putting... though. I mean, at that price, because you're, you're
1: renting him for a half a season and then you're picking up a comp pick. When he's
0: done with this year. I, I think it's close. I mean, because because the truth of the matter is, is you're still paying. him. You also got to pay him whatever you got to pay him. Uh, it's look. Bottom line is, is that it, it, there were no clear cut deals. The Cowboys basically had traded away a lot of the assets they could have used for some of these trade deadline deals already, uh, which d- didn't preclude them from using other all, other assets. But it just like made I think negotiating some of these deals for trades a little bit more difficult just without the assets, right? Well, so, cause they
1: used, they used four of their day three picks to acquire Traley. Jonathan Hankins last year, Stefan Gilmore and Brandon cooks. So those were, that's where all your trade assets went.
0: So I, I know some people are going to get angry because, and I've already seen it. People are getting angry because there is spin out there that the Cowboys already, you know, did their trades in, in April. I mean, that's, that's a poor argument. I agree. But I think ultimately what did happen and the reason the trade were made is not some kind of, uh, uh you know, stubbornness or by the Joneses family as an inability to trade assets. I think it was more a, a function of, hey, Jalen Johnson, I'm interested in you, but how much but you're basically a rental and the Bears are asking for a second round pick. And that more. seems like a lot, you know, like and so the deals themselves just didn't make a ton of sense for what the Cowboys were looking for. Uh, and there weren't a lot of available players that necessarily moved the needle uh, that that the Cowboys were going to be able to acquire.
1: Were there any deals that you saw yesterday that got completed where you thought mm, I think I would I, I wish the Cowboys would have explored that one.
0: I mean, you know, you brought up the Chase Young deal. I think that's the one that's the closest, just because you know, there's there's a huge upside swing there um i think if the cowboys had a little bit less at that position already uh and and they didn't you know haven't already traded a, a ton of their day three picks i think i probably would be at least interested in kicking the tires on that but as you said i don't think washington would have done they would that. never have done it they would they would have forced you to pay a whole round up on that yeah and so i just feel like some of these other deals like they either don't move the needle enough or th- they're putting you know players in spots where you already have guys that you would rather see above them so I just think that the cowboys are are are, are in a good spot with their roster now I understand the the visual of the fact that the 49ers are uh, trading for a pl- for these players and that uh uh you know that the Eagles are trading for these players and it's but the the Hawks. Same- yeah, I also think that those players had those teams, despite you know being very good, had more pronounced holes at those spots than I think the Cowboys have. So I don't know. I, I, I think ultimately those moves, they are, they're good and they're going to help those teams, but it's not going to be what moves the needle. And I don't know that the Cowboys making a trade at the deadline of what it was available was going to be what was the difference between them beating the Eagles or the 49ers this year. I will say there was one trade that happened yesterday that
1: I was like, oh man, I wish the Cowboys would have made it. And that was the bills trading for Rasul Douglas uh, from the Packers, because I think the Cowboys do the Cowboys could use another outside cornerback. And I think Rasul Douglas would fit this scheme. What I liked about that trade is the bills gave up a third round pick, but got back Douglas and a fifth round pick. So you're not even, you're getting rid of a pick. Yes but you're really just moving down and the Bills hope to be drafting what third round. That'd be like the eighties, maybe the nineties. Yeah. And that fifth round pick might be like in the one forties. Right. Mm-hmm. That would have been the deal that I would have liked just because you did lose Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I still think Jordan Lewis is struggling a little bit in the slot. It just gives you one more solid cornerback option without having to give up a super valuable pick.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Douglas one actually, you, you know, uh, that one makes some sense too, because I, th- I think corner makes sense. Like that's corner why the Jalen sense. the the Jalen Johnson one made some sense if the price was right. Price was not right for Jalen Johnson, and and Douglas, yeah, it, it, you're right. When you throw in the fifth, and you also consider where those two teams are probably going to end up, you know, picking it by the time the draft yeah. comes around, that's probably just a round swap difference, right? That they did to, to make or that So, deal. so yeah. Um, yeah, that one definitely makes some sense for sure. I, I think you know the Cowboys. Adding a uh, a corner to just just to kind of re refortify things that that definitely made some sense, uh, but I also understand you know why they didn't necessarily you know d- didn't want to give up a third round pick at this point even getting a fifth round pick it's 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 a lot and so uh, I I think I probably I probably would have batted that one about as well. Uh, but I understand why they didn't necessarily get what they wanted there. That that deal may not have been on the table for them as well. They may have been yeah. wanting to get Rasul. Yeah, out this, of the they conference. might have wanted to get Rasul Douglas out of the conference or whatever. So, I totally, totally understand.
1: Um, I wanted the Cowboys to be aggressive at the deadline, but I don't think there was any deals that like there was. There just there wasn't a lot of players out there that I thought made a lot of sense for the Cowboys.
0: That's that's and, more the issue than anything,
1: right? And the Cowboys, I don't, they just don't have that many draft assets to give up because I don't even think they know necessarily where their their comp picks are going to end up because of the production of Connor McGovern because of Dalton Schultz. So I still think they're waiting a little bit because they could potentially get a fourth rounder for one of those two players, and I don't, I'm not sure you want to give up a fourth round pick for maybe
0: somebody who's not even a starter for you. You've got good enough depth that you're not just trading for the sake of trading, right? Like you're, you're trading to get somebody that can move the needle. And then ultimately if you're trading to get somebody to move the needle and you know, there's only probably four or five names that are even out there available to that are worthy of moving the needle. Three of them don't play of the position you need. Yep. You know, it really narrows down the options for making a blockbuster trade, you know? The, Cal, the, the 49ers and the Eagles had a little bit more pronounced spots that they, they felt like they needed to address. Uh, and, and, like, you know, look for the 49ers. They've been addressing <laughs> defensive end several times. I mean, last. that's why they went out and signed
1: Cleveland Farrell. Um, it hasn't mm-hmm. worked. They went out and signed Randy Gregory, who did not record a single pressure against the Bengals uh, on Sunday. I mean, they, they've been throwing things against the wall. It hasn't worked. I think this Chase Young move is going to work for them. But the reason they had to go out and do that is because they whiffed on a couple other moves.
0: Same with the Eagles. Same thing with the safety yeah. situation with the Eagles. They, they signed they Terrell have, Edmonds. It didn't work. Didn't work. They And that's part of the reason that he was part of the trade. They were yeah. happy to get rid of him. So, yeah, it's if the if the Eagles had taken care of that business earlier, like maybe the Cowboys had when they re-signed three safeties, then <laughs> you, you don't have to make those kind of trades. You, you can hold on yeah. to it.
1: All right. Let's, uh, let's answer one more Twitter question, including who is going to be a key player on Sunday in the matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game work uh, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying your tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your upfront total so you know you're getting a great deal without all the hidden fees. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds with two taps. I absolutely love game time. It's what I use to buy tickets. It's what you should be using to go buy tickets to this Cowboys Eagle game in week nine. Go fill up the the link with lots of Cowboy fans. It'd be absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Take the guesswork. Out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem promo code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off download the game time out today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season, If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, Lynn. And our last question here from John. Who is one underrated key player to watch out for in the Cowboys Week 9 battle against the Eagles?
0: I'm going to go with Jonathan Hankins uh, Hmm. because I think, you know, the one thing that, you know, we take a step back from where we are right now to take a look at this Eagles team and where they were previously. Right. I don't think this is the same team throwing the football that it was last year Um, that, you know, AJ Brown is having an incredible year. There's absolutely zero doubt about that. Um, but I just think that they are; they still can get disjointed in the past game at yeah. times, um, and can be a little bit inconsistent. I, I feel like part of it, and this is me just blue skying, I feel like part of it has been uh, they really aren't just including the tight end in, in into no, the offense Charles Goddard just as they gone need.
1: missing, basically.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's really become a, a, an issue with their offense, and 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 you know, I, I, they they I just think it's kind of been disjointed at times. So all that's a, a, one way to say that I think that the one thing that the Eagles are continuing to do very successfully as they were last year is run the football. Um, and I think that that's been a key in kind of continuing to get their game especially specifically their offense back on track at times when things have felt disjointed is that, you know, they come back in the second half, they run the ball down the other opposing team's throat. Uh, they get kind of back in rhythm. It gets AJ Brown back in the rhythm. They can run more play action. They can get, they can get uh, hurts out of the pocket. So I, I think finding a way to really limit the run game uh, is is going to be key. And I think a lot of that is going to start with Jonathan Hankins, especially in keeping in mind that you're going to have you're going to need a huge game again from a guy that has produced two incredibly uh, great games two in a row. You hope for a third. Uh Bell has got to come in and really play on on the level that he's played the last two games at linebacker mm-hmm. and and I think in order for him to kind of be free to run and and make the tackles that he needs against what is still a very talented but you know slightly beat up offensive uh, eagles offensive line is you're going to need Jonathan Hakins taking on double teams, eating things up yeah. in the middle. mozzie's going to need to come in and play some strong snaps you know the, the fifteen twenty snaps that he he gives you as well. I think it starts with that defensive tackle group up front. Specifically with Hankins, uh, if he has a strong game, I think you're going to see guys like Clark and Bell be able to flow to the ball very easily, make tackles, limit that run game, and then force uh, uh, you know Hurts to operate in the pocket, which you know that presents its own problems yeah. and, and that's dangerous. Yeah. But I, I think we can deal with that with the uh, with the pass rush that we've got. I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson. I
1: believe he's like the third or fourth highest paid player in this Cowboys defense after what Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, who's not playing, and then Stephon Gilmore. I think he's right after that. One of the reasons that you sign Donovan Wilson to a long-term deal is because he's a high-variance player. When he's at his peak and he's playing really well, he can create turnovers, he can create splash plays. We haven't really got any of those this year. Like last year, he led the NFL in pressures from a safety, right? He was making a bunch of stops in the run game. They haven't really got that. This is the time that they need Donovan Wilson just to be a, a, an awesome run defender, make plays against Goddard. If they're going to challenge him in the passing game, I would love for this to be a, a big Donovan Wilson game, but if he struggles, I can see the Cowboys defense struggling to to stop hurts as well.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, th- that's a great name because I do agree with you that we haven't seen kind of the the high highs that we've seen with Wilson in the past. I do think that, you know, a portion of that is just him, slowly coming back from a calf injury that he got on the very first day of training camp. Right. I'm hoping that a week off of a week of extra treatment of not having to be on it's going to help him there. Um, But I agree. I think, you know, if if you, if you hope that curse is going to be the guy that's kind of, Mostly, the tight end eraser you 're going to have Wilson basically filling in with the rest you 're going to have Wilson kind of taking on running backs, especially in the running game, uh, taking on running backs in in the past game uh, and then also a kind of, spy for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's that exactly what I was just going to say is I think he 's going to be a huge part of making sure that hurts you know is contained in the pocket and when he gets out he 's going to be a guy that 's going to be chasing after him from the second level so uh, yeah, another really important name from a guy that you know that we signed to a big contract. We have high hopes for, uh, you know. Again, I, I don't think he's been a disappointment. I think he is still working back from an injury, but now is the time for for him yep. to kind of get that into that gear that we're we're used to seeing him in. Uh, need him to kind of you know force some fumbles, create some plays, uh, create some variance, as he is so famously you know known for doing.
1: All right, that is it for today for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show. We've got a crossover show with Gino and Lou from Locked On Eagles. You're not going to want to miss that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Those crossover shows are always a delight, let me tell you. Uh, Make sure you go check us out on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Uh, Go follow our podcast. It's LockedOnCowboys.com. We'll give you all of our podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.